Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Amen. This is our psalm for this Sunday, Psalm 51. A psalm that we all know. It's that confession psalm. It's one that we had for our psalm on Ash Wednesday. I think it's one that we have a few times throughout the year. It's an important one to have when we need to have a day of confession. It's important because we have it as our uh, text here. But, but um, if you notice, I, I'm reading from our hymnal. And so we have this psalm in our hymnal that it's there so that not only do I have the liturgies for the service, I also have uh, the hymns and I have the psalms together, what I would need for my own worship by myself. But the importance of that is that with the Psalms comes a prayer book. And this prayer book gives us words. It, this, this Psalm convicts us of the fact that we have sins that we need to confess. Quite often, some of them great sins, some of them small. David wrote this Psalm uh, after all of his uh, uh, infidelity with Bathsheba, which is funny to talk about infidelity because he had quite a few wives. He had more than enough wives, more than enough children, and then he saw her and he wanted her to. And it leads to murder, it leads to uh, all sorts of things. And he writes this psalm as a confession of the fact that he is not as good as he thought he was. He begs God for mercy. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And then the interesting thing, though, is, is that we have this psalm. And it comes from this place of petition. It comes from this place of confession. It comes from this place of brokenness, asking God to do certain things, to, to wash us through and through, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is what we normally ask in our more traditional confession, right? To cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that we know our offenses, that we know that we've sinned against God more than anything else. He sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against Uriah. He, 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 he sinned against his other wives. And yet here he says, I've sinned against you, God. I, I, I decided that what you've given me is not enough. I needed something that was another man's. I needed that woman. And yet, within all of this comes the joy and the promise that we have that Luther wanted us to have, this is actually Luther right here, uh, um, <laughs> the joy that Luther gives to us in confession. He, he held on to, to private confession. He felt that, that private confession was an essential part of the life 
of the church. Uh, we even have a service for that in our hymnal. Um, it's here somewhere. It's in the baptism section. Uh, this, this service that we have for individual confession and forgiveness, it's in here. Uh, and, and, you know, in some ways I wonder if our churches should have confessionals, like our Catholic brothers and sisters. Places that, that we see that remind us that we, we go there not so that we confess, not so that the pastor or the priest can know everything bad about us. Not so that gossip can happen. Oh, did you see that, that Larry went off to the confessional? No. It's so that we can hear the absolution. So that we can take this text and we can turn it around that if we were to pray it back towards God with what it is that he gives us in Jesus, the promise that he gives of the forgiveness of sins that we heard in our text yesterday, that he will forgive us our sins and remember them no more. We can say, you have had mercy on me, O God, because of your steadfast love. Because of your great compassion, you have blotted out my offenses. You have washed me through and through by the blood of Jesus. Jesus being my atoning sacrifice in my place to you, O God. That he has created a right spirit in me. That he, that he desires to... to, to uh, not cast me away, that he has not, that he has drawn me close in Jesus, and that we beg him to restore to us that joy, the joy of the absolution, because for Luther, confession was for the purpose of the forgiveness of sin. That's all he wanted to keep it for. He saw it as a sacrament, but it was only a sacrament because the promise of forgiveness was spoken out of the mouth of the pastor and given to the sinner. And so we hold on to this text. We don't throw it away. And then we make it our own. Then maybe we should read it once a week as a time to ask God to help us to know our sin, but to know his forgiveness even more. Let us pray. O oh God, with steadfast love, you draw us to yourself, and in mercy you receive our prayers. Strengthen us to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit, that through life and death we may live in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.